Hi, everyone, and welcome uh, to this presentation on tax savings here from Royal Legal Solutions. Of course, uh, I am Scott Royal Smith, and it's my pleasure to be speaking with you today and sharing with you all of our most common uh, tax tips, strategies, and discussion points that we use here with our uh, internal uh, tax team, uh, CPAs, uh, myself as a tax attorney, uh, and other uh, counsel as needed. So let's go ahead and dive right into the presentation here. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Um, so you can see here, this is tax uh, savings that we're typically we're looking here to be able to work with the single family home investors for these particular set of tax strategies. Um, so a couple of things here, just to note here, I'm Scott Smith. I'm the, the founder and CEO of Royal Legal Solutions. In Royal Legal Solutions, we have clients over in all 50 states. Uh, we're a team of about 30 uh, right now with uh, four attorneys, uh, a large team of paralegals, uh, other administrative staff uh, here. Um, we believe in real estate and I believe in real estate because it generates passive income, it's leveraged wealth, it has some huge tax savings. That's the thing that we're going to focus on here today and it also provides long-term security, uh, which were all the things when I was uh, actively investing, and I still am investing, but when I was investing full-time uh, early on in my real estate investing days, this is what drew me to real estate. I'm sure it's uh, pretty close to what uh, you like about real estate as well. Um, I like to think about real estate and my plan as my plan of financial freedom. Uh, the first things I do in my plan of financial freedom is I first have to maximize what are the good deals I can find. This is going to be my wealth creation. And then number two, even before um, asset protection in terms of like, what's the number one thing I'm worried about is how much money I have coming in for my tax strategy. Um, Royal Legal Solutions, we also know that asset protection is absolutely essential. And a lot of times it's our foundations. And so one of the things that we can do um, early on in our process is actually talk about asset protection um, to be able to set the foundations for the tax strategy. And as you see, when we get into the tax strategies here, uh, and as part of this discussion, uh, that it gets pretty involved pretty quickly. Um, and that's where we have those detailed long-term discussions with you. Um, hopefully, uh, you sign up to meet with us with at least once a quarter to be able to, uh, to uh, proactively plan uh, for your taxes. So we look at tax strategy. Where do we start? We have three places we always start. One is to use your children. If you can pay your children a salary um, uh, or other money, right? Uh, you can actually be able to then pay the tax at the child's uh, tax bracket. Uh, so that's the first thing uh, that we use to do. And it has to be a reasonable salary for the work performed, but it can be a high reasonable salary for the work performed. And there's some benchmarks we use uh, for auto protection reasons uh, for uh, what that would, what would be a reasonable salary to pay a child to perform that work. Another thing you can use is your house. And, and the question we ask is, are you maximizing your home office deductions? Uh, are you doing the right things there to be able to get um, every cent out of the home office section you can? And are you writing off your vehicle expenses? Uh, a lot of people don't think to uh, write off their vehicles and their vehicle expenses, uh, but you absolutely can, especially if you have two cars, for example, right? Um, the more expensive car, uh, why not make that owned by the business? As long as you have alternative transportation and one can be vehicle, can be all personal, and the other one could be all business. Uh, it doesn't matter what that personal car really is. Um, when we're thinking about like what deductions to take, though, I want you to also be thinking about what deductions are going to be inhibit my way to do business. Remember, number one is around wealth creation. So it's going to be our ability to get financing. That's why you have an operating company set up to protect your credit score. And um, that's also why you need your debt to income ratios to look right when you're going for financing and you're the types of deductions you take can impact your ability to get financing, so you have to think through those. Now, the ones on the left here that we have, the solo 401k, self-directed IRAs, HSAs, 529 plans, your home office deduction, auto, your appreciation, amortization, all of these do not affect 
your your financing capability, right? Any of these other expenses that you have that you uh, might be writing off through your company, right? These all will impact your ability of financing. The idea here is that all of these are elective uh, for elective contributions or elective expenses uh, for you, right? So the idea here is the bank says, hey, you just don't make those um, contributions. And then all of a sudden you'll have that income so you can pay us back. It's viewed that all of these uh, expenses that we have here on the right side are necessary for the business because guess what? And they have to be necessary for you to write them off. And so if they have to be necessary for you to write them off, um, then they, they also determine say like, Hey, you can't actually stop paying those with, um, uh, without your business shutting down, which we all know is not really the way businesses actually work, but this is the scheme under which um, they rationalize why they allow some things to impact financing and, and some don't. Um, great. So let's talk about the solar 401k. This is my favorite strategy. It's part of every uh, presentation we do at Royal Legal Solutions. This is one of the baseline strategies. Uh, the reason why is because uh, with a solar 401k, you can save $58,000 a year in taxes. If you're married, that's $116,000 that you're able to pull off of your income and shelter that from taxes. What's great about the solar 401k is that you can take your rental income that's otherwise not qualified to be a solar 401k. You channel it through your operating company. Now it's active income. And now that it's active income, we can push it into the solar 401k. Now once it's inside the solar 401k, we can buy real estate with it. We can buy all kinds of investments with it. And we can make all those decisions ourselves and handle everything ourselves with those investments. The great part about the, the solar 401k, though, is that it has gives you the opportunity to loan up to 50% of the value of the solar 401k back to yourself. Um, so that way you can... Um, that way you're going to be able uh, to access cash if you needed to out of your own retirement account. And then you just repay it over five years at about a 5% interest rate. Um, so these are some charts to show you about what's the impact of using the solo 401k. Um, as we walk through here, guys, uh, these are old numbers at $56,000. Um, but the point what I wanted to show you was that look at the difference using to your net worth in just year one um, by having $56,000 paying the tax on it, investing it, you end up with $41,000. Or if you use a solar 401k, don't pay the taxes on it, you end up with $61,000. So the benefits here for using the solar 401k are pretty um, drastic pretty quickly. Um, we also like to layer in a self-directed IRA that has some contribution um, limits uh, with what you can add. I think this number has gone up as well too. I think it might be that $7,000, $8,000 range now. Um, but essentially you can add that on top of your solo 401k. So if it's 58,000 uh, with your solo 401k, you can add another, I believe it's $7,000 into your self-directed IRA, which gives you um, that like $65,000. And then same thing, the self-directed IRA, um, you're going to be able to uh, manage that everything you're, with yourself um, as long as you set up an LLC that's owned by the IRA and invest through the LLC, uh, which is something that we help you um, set up, that's an additional $7,000 every year, a seven-ish thousand dollars every year that you can uh, shelter from taxes. Um, there's also uh, what you can use is the defined benefit plan. And on top of the solar 401k, it's known as a DBK. Um, and with these DBKs, um, they're created here in 2006. They combine uh, the benefits of the solar 401k, as well as if you want to use an IRA, um, you're able to do that. Um, 
And with the, when you can add in the uh, pension strategy, there's some calculation about how much you can contribute um, into, into that pension um, at any one time, but that gives you another shelter that's above the solar 401k um, that all pushes it into a retirement fund so you can grow your wealth um, with, uh, with, uh, with that deferred tax. So you have more capital in play, which means your gains are gonna be higher. Um, the next strategy I want to talk to you guys about here is our real estate professional designation. There's no actual credential required for this. This is a claimed designation on your tax form uh, to be able to use it, but you have to comply with a few things uh, to be able to use it. Uh, and the benefit of it is that you can then use those passive losses that you might be carrying forward every year um, to offset your active income. It's something special that allows you to take passive losses and actually use it to offset your active income. So you can use um, this real estate professional designation. Um, if, if real estate is your only gig or if you have like a stay-at-home husband or stay-at-home wife, um, and you can then use this strategy to come uh, where they become the, the quote unquote real estate professional. Um, and uh, therefore, you're able to then uh, use that passive losses to offset your active income, or otherwise you wouldn't be able to do so. Um, another part to it is that it allows for you to use the depreciation off of your other properties um, to not just appreciate the income from the rental income to properties, but also to use it to um, offset uh, your um, uh, your active income from your 1099 or W-2 um, employment. Um, we have had um, clients come in, as you're going to hear um, about from other CPAs who've been on the show, that it's actually possible to claim real estate professional designation if you are a W-2 employee and you work 40 hours a week, but you have to have really great documentation to show that you're actually doing uh, more in real estate than you are for uh, your uh, other job. Um, that you have out there to be able to uh, legally claim um, uh, legally claim that. But um, for people that are um, uh, people that otherwise can meet the criteria for real estate professional designation, then that is one of the strategies that you use to accelerate the depreciation um, off of your commercial and multifamily properties and single family homes. You can depreciate them within just a very short window of time and then use that depreciation to offset your other active income. And that's how you can really take a huge hit out of that tax rate. And if you can get enough of that, you can actually get your taxes all the way down to zero. So um, when we look at the requirements to become a real estate professional, there's two major designations. It says that more than 50% of the personal services performed by the taxpayer and all trader businesses during the tax year um, are in the real estate business. So you have to be doing this more than you're doing anything, any other one other thing. Um, then also with this is that it's also a 750 hour requirement, right? So both of these have to be true for you to be able to be a real estate professional. You have to be able to um, claim that. And if you think it's shaky, then we always recommend documenting it. Documentation is the key uh, to all things litigation, um, which is basically what an audit is, right? It's a pre-litigation um, discovery. Um, so also here's another way guys that we can look at how to offset some of these capital gains. It's the same kind of um, schema. So what you do is you generate your capital gains by whatever the capital gain activity is gonna be. 
Um, now that all that income is treated as capital gain income, what we're going to do is we're going to move that income um, into um, an, your operating company, into your LLC, um, that's otherwise performing, you know, active pieces of property management for you, or otherwise just engage just business, your business in the world, your front-facing business in the world. That company saying, like, hey, that company is performing um, investment management services and that they charge the fee to the amount of the money that you generated um, off, of the, uh, off of the sale um, of that asset. Um, and therefore now it's all that money belongs to the investment management company, that LLC. And we will then uh, take that as income to us from our LLC management company. And now we have that as ordinary active income. Remember, with a real estate professional, I can take my passive losses and my depreciation off my real estate, and then I can use my real estate professional designation to allow those passive losses and depreciation to now offset my ordinary active income. And now my capital gains, because it was channeled through that company, is now ordinary active income and is now and it's not subject uh, to capital gains um, tax. Um, so one of the things we like to look here, guys, if you look at different types of plans is just to start to try to tally up like how much you can actually set aside um, with using utilizing these different plans. And it can depend upon like, hey, do you need a health savings account, that HSA plan? Do you need a 529 plan uh, for saving money for your kid's education? And that's all part of like typically what we would do with part of like uh, part of our tax review with you is to delve into those issues and see like, hey, well, out of the laundry list of things that we have, um, what are the things that make sense for you in your personal situation. And today I just wanted to hit for you some of the highlights uh, for what, what it is we have. So um, guys, and I also wanted to just take a second here to be able to show you, um, this is just our typical diagram of a company structure. If you're um, a client here with RLS, what you would have is this is, would be your diagram with your client name here. And we would fill in the information as for your name of your series LLC, your traditional LLC, the name of your trust, et cetera. So you'd have a diagram of everything, where it fits, what's tucked underneath what, et cetera, um, and, or pieces that you just don't have, right? Like, you know, you only built out the asset holding company, but you haven't built out the operating company and the tax saving vehicles like you would see like down here uh, with it. Um, so uh, this is our typical diagram where we'd have our asset holding company with our series LLC that's owned by an anonymous trust and like where are the individual child series and trusts underneath that. Um, if you want more information about this, I recommend that you um, look at the uh, email me or otherwise uh, message into here about the LLC uh, masterclass uh, and the other presentations that we have that delve deep into um, our series LLC asset holding company um, strategy. Um, you also see here is this is your operating company. This is your front facing company of the world. Um, this is this company owns no assets, but it does everything for you. And it also can help us um, convert income from passive income to active income. So we can then use that to uh, push into retirement accounts or use that real estate professional designation um, to offset that income from the depreciation. Uh, other tax benefits that are generated by the real estate here through that real estate professional designation, we're going to be able to apply against income that comes out of this traditional LLC after it's channeled through that LLC. And then everything gets wrapped up and is, uh, should be owned by your living trust as part of your overall state plan. And that if you have above like a, a five to 20 million or, or more in net worth, um, this is where we would start to also incorporate um, those offshore trusts um, if those are needed. 
as well. Um, so this is the overall scheme. And any questions on this diagram in particular, we have tons of informational content already prepared in our master classes um, that we can go ahead and, and we could easily send out to you um, if you just tell us that you're interested um, in that. Um, great, guys. So um, only thing left to do if this is something you're interested in, you want to take some action onto it, um, is, is typically what we have if you're an existing RLS client is just to reach out to your account executive or just reach out to me at scottroyallegalsolutions.com um, and I can help you set up, a, um, set up an appointment. Um, so that way we can have an opportunity to speak and say, like, if, if you're the right candidate for the limited number of clients that we're taking on to be able to help with these high level uh, tax strategies. All right, guys, thank you very much.